Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to 525 Old Records Podcast. I'm your host, Joey. Joining me now. Someday. Someday. It wasn't himself. Sure. Uh, Gamer, what's up, buddy? I'll tell you what, man. I'm doing pretty well. Feeling kind of exhausted after our little escapade that we've just had and experienced and stuff with a buddy of ours. But other than that, man, I'm doing pretty well. How about yourself? Doing all right. You know, I'm about the same. A little tired. Had a, a Saturday. Had a, you know, it's a holidays now, so uh, everybody's gonna work uh, every Saturday this month. So um, about the same. A little tired, but uh, you know, got got a little bit of gaming in today, and yeah, had a had a good time though tonight. We uh, buddy of our nerves. We uh, had a little gamer night and stuff. Played some Burnout Paradise and uh, played a, just randomly started playing Jumanji the video game because it's on the PS Plus thing. Uh, yeah. and had a good time actually with it. It's definitely one of those games. It's not a good game at all. Um, no, but we, uh, we had a decent time with it. It's one of those things where, you know, playing games with your friends, uh, is, is fun. Obviously. Um, we ended up beating the whole game in like less than an hour and a half. Uh, yep. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was fun though. Overall, I had a good time. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, it's what we ended up going way later, I think than we thought. So it's like, you know, normally we're starting this thing at like, uh, you know, ten thirty my time. It's already twelve forty right now. We're just now starting this podcast, so uh, a little later than usual. But hey, uh, we had a good time, so it's it's worth it. Um, but guys, uh, if you're if you're listening to this live or watching us later, listening later, whatever, we appreciate it. Please um, look down in the description down below, and you will uh, see um, the uh, in the show notes down there. Sorry, I'm. I'm a little tired uh but uh the links to all of our our podcasts our youtube apple podcast spotify twitch facebook all that fun stuff go there please um like follow subscribe all those places where you can do five stars uh shares with, with all your friends if you're watching us live on youtube please subscribe click the bell all that hit the like button um and but if you're also watching us on youtube please go um check us out wherever you listen to podcasts at because every time this podcast gets downloaded um, for the audio version, Gables and I get a little bit of money, so we would appreciate it um, if you just did that for us all. You don't have to listen to it; just download it, you know, and then just delete it. Um, and then, yeah, maybe maybe the next day go back, download it again, then delete it again. Just keep doing that over and over again. Because every time we do that, Gables and I get a little bit of money, so we'd appreciate it mm-hmm. if you did that. Um, but uh, yeah, anyways, uh, it is you know we're we're in the, we're in kind of a weird time right now, Gables. We're in that in that December uh, range here. We don't have uh. A lot. We're kind of like you know. We're just kind of on hold until um. Really, we have the what we have the uh, video game awards uh coming up. Thursday. Next. Jesus, that's yep. crazy to think. That's yep. Thursday. Next Thursday. Um. But yeah. Uh. Other than that, like we're just kind of, we got a lot of rumors. So we're kind of in that weird phase where, um, not a lot of big news is happening. Also, it's it's December. Usually, um, at this time frame, we're now we're just getting, um, we're not really getting a lot of news games coming out but really most years we're not getting games we're just getting uh like all the games are already out uh we're not actually right. getting anything like that but uh we did get some cool exciting stuff here though gables um yes we did get here i'm going to share the screen with everybody here uh we did get the new trailer for mario super mario brothers 2 um so gables you and i have both uh we both watched this correct yes yeah um what was your uh what was your thoughts overall on on this uh this new trailer 
I'll be perfectly honest with you. I was actually quite surprised in regards to the amount of love and detail in regards to everything that's being animated. And not just like the animation itself, though, but like a lot of the character depictions are almost like spot on in terms of each character design. Seems like a lot of the source material for the Mario universe and stuff like that seems to be well done and in place. That's what kind of surprised me most about the trailer itself. I mean, granted, granted, I was kind of surprised in regards to like uh, the direction of Princess Peach and stuff. But at the same point, it wasn't like overzealous or like anything like over like over the top and everything else like that. But everything inside this trailer just kind of hit on all cylinders for me where I felt like I really wanted to watch this movie after seeing the second trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I said this the first time I watched trailer and I feel this way. Um, I've definitely after this one, this movie looks great. I think it's gonna be a really good movie. Um, I think they nailed a lot of the voice acting, you know, for, if you're listening to the audio version of this, uh, we're playing the trailer right now for, for the YouTube part. Um, yeah, I mean, there, there's so many little touches here. We're seeing all like the little Yoshi's running. There's the fish jumping over the bridge. Um, you could like, there's, you know, the Mario, you know, there's Mario at the, on the rainbow road and the on Mario Kart peaches on a bike. Um, I do like uh, how Peach, like at one point, like she has like the she kicks up, she has the fucking like battle axe and stuff. Um, uh, you know, like they're in like when they when Mario fights Donkey Kong, he's on like the original Donkey Kong stage. Uh, <laughs> they throw the barrels out of and like they're in, like you can see like Cranky Kong is in in there or Funky Kong is in there and stuff. Like um, there's so many little touches here that are um, I think are great. Um, I. The more we hear, though, Gables, I hate to just be that guy, if I am, the more we hear uh, Chris Pratt talk, the more I dislike it. Um, and even Charlie Day, like I said it at the top, from the, from the, as soon as they announced uh, Char, you know, Charlie Day as Luigi, I'm like, he is Toad. He already has Toad's voice. His natural voice is Toad. He doesn't do anything. Um, <laughs> I mean, even though I think uh, Keegan, like his, his is really good, too, but. I don't know. I just, I don't love, and then like just, you know, Chris Pratt doing, you know, the, you know, the, the, he's doing like that serious, like, let's go. It's like, come fuck off. Really? Come on. Like I, if I would, you have your own spin with it. That's fine. But I, I don't know. I just don't love the, you know, him doing that. Like, the, let's oh, go. Well, yeah, I, I can understand that. And from my point of view and stuff, I look, I pretty much listened to the same type of audio, same type of trailer and, in regards to like the Mario, Chris Pratt stuff and Charlie Day stuff. And that didn't really affect me all that much, honestly. Yeah. I mean, granted, I really have like low expectations in regards to like the voice acting like Mario Luigi in that regards. But at the same time, it's like, this is all right. I mean, it's not going to be like the, the like Achilles feel of the entire movie right here. Everything seems like it's at a high enough quality to where I feel like I can accept the fact that, okay, Chris Pratt's voice in Mario, Charlie Day's voice in Luigi, it's going to be yeah. a little bit more, maybe a little bit more like, uh, maybe like a little bit more like, uh, oh God, I'm trying to think of the proper words for this talk. But at the same point, I kind of feel like that because of like the mass audience appeal and stuff of having those actors inside there, they're going to be leading more credence to it. But from things I have seen from, what they're portraying and stuff and how they're reacting. It doesn't really seem to bother me all that much compared to some others. You know, I mean, I think everybody else, I love, I can't, I always forget the actress's name. That's doing peach. 
Um, oh yeah. I, she's the only one I've never heard of, uh, of like all the, the voice actors and stuff that have been announced. Uh, but I thought she was really good. Um, I, I just love, we're watching the scene here, the fight. I just, I, I thought this was really funny with them just charging and then just getting the shit kicked out of them. Um, I like how like in the background you can see them holding up like signs that spell out Kong, but it's like the, the signs that you like the letters you get in the, the Donkey Kong levels. Mm-hmm. We spell Kong. That's how the signs look. Um, <laughs> I love all the little Yoshi's running. Uh, I'm curious, like how that's gonna go. Like, I, it, do you think? My, do you think that the that the uh, the game's gonna end with him getting the star, right? And then like turning invincible, and that's how he beats Bowser. Is that is that is that that's kind of seem like the way to go? Hmm. I could see it kind of similar to what it is like the original Mario Brothers to where it's like he's on a bridge or something like that yeah. sort of stuff and he tries to do this and he just outsmarts him and just grabs the axe and just automatically drops down the pit. You know, kind of like with yeah. the original no, Mario no, that's, Brothers. Th- I think that's how it's going to end, but I think like there's going to be like that all all the, all the hope is lost moment. Yeah. And then like he gets like the star or something and he rides Yoshi um, and he fucking that's how he jumps over up on the bridge and takes out Bowser. But, uh, I mean, I know, I already know all the things that happened in this movie. Cause like the script leaked a long time ago. Um, even uh-huh. the post credit thing, I already know what it is. I won't spoil it, but I already know all the stuff. Um, I will let you know though. There are at least two, uh, songs in this, in this musical parts of this, of this movie. So, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> Mario spoilers on that. Um, Mario will sing. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, th- I still think this movie is gonna be really good. I'm not like, it's it's not like awful, dreadful. Like oh god, I'm never I'm not gonna be able to enjoy this this movie. But it's just it's enough that like the the voice acting for those two is just like all right because it, it's just like you know like I understand that it's they're just doing their voices but with an Italian accent. I don't know. I, kinda, I don't know. I get though you, you're paying these people for that much money, but it's like you also got Jack, Jack Black and Seth Rogen. And it's like. You don't really necessarily know, and then Keegan Michael Michael Key, I think is his full name. Um, you don't like you. You wouldn't even know it's Jack Black necessarily, but listen, unless you knew, like you, if you know, you, you hear it. But like if you just listen to it, you wouldn't know it. So I don't know. But I get you pay for that. You pay you pay for that much money for these guys. You you want them. So, um, but like I said, I'm gonna still enjoy this this movie. But uh, yeah. But anyways, let's uh let's move on, Gables. Uh. Gables, Nintendo tweeted about Pokemon. Yeah, they, they did. talked. They mentioned it. Finally, two weeks later, finally tweeted out about it. Um, like super late, like I think like Thursday night or something. Um, uh, but I guess in um, it's, I guess when they did, tweeted from the Nintendo of America account. But anyways, um, they uh, sorry, I'm, I'm trying to I'm looking at something else here. Um, but anyways, um, they they tweet out here. We are aware that players may encounter issues that affect the game's performance. Uh, our goal is to uh, our goal is always to give players a positive experience with our games, and we apologize for the inconvenience. We take the feedback from players seriously, and we are working on improvements of the game. Um, they did put out a patch, um, but didn't really actually fix any issues uh, as far as like you know the game, the frame rate, stuff like that. The main things they fixed that they did here was. Um, so they kicked off season one of ranked battles. Um, mm-hmm. they, um, they had some issues with like the music wasn't playing during like the, during the, the elite, the, the elite four and top champion victory battle royale, uh, 
victory road path and then there's some small bug fixes but there was like um nothing that was like uh you know like major they didn't say anything about a timeline as far as like when the game will like when to expect these fixes or what exactly they're doing um but yeah i mean what's you know they 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 finally talked about it gables kind of what's your feelings now after they finally have, have talked about the uh, well fixing the game to start off they it was pretty much loud enough of complaining and stuff to where nintendo actually had to go forth and respond to it or else risk like even further like damages in regards to the games not just potential sale but any type of things they'll do afterwards because if you don't address it then it's like more people are going to more people are going to get angry in regards to if you were to release further like DLC or further like type of other stuff associated with the game itself. But uh, this is just this is just like a standard sort of thing that uh, Nintendo doing like uh, like trying to get some form of like a positive PR type of spin and stuff like that for Scarlet and Violet because obviously the games that the states that they're in right now technically obviously not acceptable i mean still people coming across multiple glitches coming across multiple types of uh like accessibility like issues in regards to the whole like stuttering the whole frame rate stuff the whole like uh weird geometric type of like expanding and decreasing type of things when you get close to like certain like uh masses of land inside the game you know i mean yes there are multiple technical issues and stuff but uh, i think it was good that nintendo actually went through and addressed the issue themselves and actually off of admitting, Hey, we're going to do our best to try to make this a more positive experience for everyone. They didn't list a roadmap, which I kind of felt like they would not do is because Nintendo doesn't traditionally do roadmaps in regards to updates or in regards well, to like things the, but generally. They've never put out a game. That's not like that's ran like this before. So we don't really know. Like, like when's the last time that like, when, when have they ever put a game out that was, like in this state maybe not towards the state but pretty close to it it would have been sword and shield but at the same time those issues and stuff the, did the main kinda... issue with that game though was like the wild area yes like, but the rest of the game was fine i mean the wild area was just framey it wasn't like there was no bugs or anything like that right whereas this one was more or less like the bug buggy mm. technical issues the whole everything else and that stuff but you're correct where it's like that i've never remembered a nintendo game to where it released in such a state to where you literally could not play certain portions of it because of how rushed it was in terms mm. of getting it out of the gate. With that being stated and stuff, while I do agree that that it was a positive thing to go forth and put out the presser in regards to reassuring gamers in that regards, if you look at the span of what the history reminds us in regards to Pokemon, you know, like Nintendo upgrading the Pokemon games in terms of patches in regards to that stuff, I looked at the video by RGT85 that went through a lot of the different types of patch notes in regards to Sword and Shield, and basically what a lot of those curtailed was, like, various bugs. Like, this, it wasn't, like, anything substantial in terms of upgrading on the actual stability itself. It was more like patch notes in regards, oh, okay, bugs and fixes, bugs and fixes, upgrading yeah. for, like, the... Uh, Which is a generic the, thing uh, everybody uses. Yes, yes. I feel like this is such a big thing to where I feel like Pokemon will go through and release an update that's going to stabilize and make it you know consistently playable in that regards but they're not going to go above and beyond in regards to like uh do extreme type of stuff i kind of feel like they're just gonna do main, like just minor patches like here and there and stuff do some bugs and glitch fixes and stuff possibly 
But at the same point, you know, I'm really not trusting that they'll go forth and iron out every little flaw to it because of how they are set with their schedule stuff. Mm. Honestly, I feel like a lot of people will be going through and forgetting about it once they go forth and release like information of like future DLC or whatsoever in that regards. But if I had to take a guess to when they were going to release another like substantial update in regards to fixing of some more issues in this game, I would think that would be probably maybe a January, maybe an early February at earliest. Yeah. Only because this last one was more focused upon the online season one type of stuff to where now they're more focusing upon like the quality of the game itself and the other bugs and fixes. You know, like how in certain things in the cutscenes to where there will be random Pokeballs or something like that stuck to the ground or something in some yeah. cutscenes or... If you are riding your Pokemon and all of a sudden you go towards like a landmass and all of a sudden it just starts growing big for no apparent reason or yeah. just sliding down or something like that, I think those type of fixes may occur with the next update, but that's just speculating and stuff. But I will admit, though, that, yeah, this is going to be a little bit of a while before they completely go through and do a bunch of fixes in regards to this if they choose to. I yeah. mean, I, I feel like there are definitely there. I think they are obligated. They, they need to um, one just for, I mean, people paid for this game. And then also like, just just prove like, Hey, the next, like, like you got, you know, there's a little bit of, I don't not I don't want to say like, you need to save yourself here, but also, but you, there's a little bit of reputation here. You got to try to fix and try to recoup here. Um, and like I said, same thing I said last week where like, yeah, I, I know like people always want to point out when like, Pokemon isn't owned by Nintendo, but they own a third of it. No. But the problem is, is like the majority of people, when they see when they see Pokemon, they think Nintendo. Yep. And most people don't realize that Pokemon isn't owned by Nintendo. So Nintendo is going to take probably the brunt of the blame for this game. Um, Absolutely. So you know, wrong, wrong or right, whatever. But yeah, like Nintendo has always had whatever you want to say about Nintendo, their games have always been, even if they haven't been great games, they've always been quality, well done games. You knew they're polished. They're going to be yes. good to go. Yeah, like, there's always gonna be like little bugs everybody mix uh, misses, you know. Um, you know, we, we see that like you know, we especially you know like you look at like Ocarina of Time and uh, Mario 64, you can beat those games in minutes because of just weird glitches and stuff like that. Like that shit, especially back then, that shit's gonna happen. But um, even today, that there's things like that gonna like that are just gonna happen. But I, I look at this where, yeah, we don't know. Like I, I wish there was maybe a little bit more of a timeline. Give us like. Even if you can't say, like, hey, it's coming soon, like, give us an idea when it's going to happen, because who knows when the shit's going to happen, because, like, we talk about, like, you know, like, Cyberpunk coming out in December 2020. That game didn't finally, like, come out, like, done, done, like, really 1.0 until February of this year. Yeah. 14 months true. later. Obviously, that game is much bigger. It's 4K, uh, more different. It has, you know, several different consoles, um, including Stadia. Um, but. And this is just one thing, and it's a much smaller game. It's not as graph. It's not a graphical powerhouse like Cyberpunk is. It's not. It's on one console, stuff like that. So it's a much smaller scaled game. So like it's not as intense here. But I mean, yeah, we have no idea. Like who knows how long it's gonna this could take. Um, but I, I really do think the best case. Like I think like they'll fix the bugs. I I do. I I think really think they have to for them. To, like just for like the future benefit of the next Pokemon game, even like the next game. So there are going to be people out there like casual fans that maybe bought this game. They don't know any better. And then like when the next big first party game comes out from Nintendo, it's like, 
I don't know. Remember, or like even like when they look at like want to buy the next game on the Switch, where it's like, I don't know, like you know, Scarlet Scarlet Violet came like that. Like this, this could you know that stuff like that. Like it might be a small sample size. Maybe we won't even notice it. But that there are gonna be people out people out there that are like that. This might turn them off from buying, continuing to buy games from them on this console, or even like this hurts them in the future. Um, so the shit like this, they yeah, they definitely need to do that, and it's it's smarter than do that. And they they have they need to do this because you know they sold this they sold them. Um, this to people um but i think there is i don't think like the frame rate stuff like that's gonna fix the stop motion stuff like i don't think that can be fixed i think that's just this is just how the game is and it's all with with this i, I almost look at it like kind of how like cyberpunk is on xbox one and ps4 where it's like they when they finally like in back in february when they announced it we're like yeah you can still play it on the xbox the the bait the base ps4 and xbox one but we really recommend you play it on the next gen consoles uh, but it runs a little better on pro and, and the and the xbox one x where like, i feel like yeah it'll run but it's gonna have a lot of issues because it that game shouldn't have come out on that on those platforms it's just too big for last gen and i kind of right. feel like that's what this game almost could be where it's just too big for the switch um yeah they could fix the bugs and all that like i said like the weird glitches and stuff like that. Like I was showing the videos of, of my personal experiences, and stuff like that last week. Um, and we, you know, everybody's seen the videos of like all the random shit, but yeah, I feel like, um, yeah, there's, there's only, there's only so much they can do. And there's probably, I mean, who knows how much they will do. I think I'm interested in what they do. Cause I think this will be very telling for them. Cause this is the first time they've ever experienced. They've ever been in the situation before where people are, are actually really upset with the you know, with a game that when like a game coming out from them just not being done um where we hear stories all the time about like you know i know like i said i know nintendo doesn't own pokemon but just using nintendo as an example here nintendo is known for having games that have just been done forever for sometimes years and they just sit on a shelf until they have a hole in the calendar and like all right cool well we're gonna put this out here like there's the rumors of the new fire emblem game like that was done over a year ago <laughs> And it's just been yep. done. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if there's a Mario Kart 9 just sitting on a hard drive somewhere done. Um, they're just waiting for people to stop buying Mario Kart 8 to put that out. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious. And I'm hopeful that they, they turn this around and fix it. And I hope it at least becomes kind of like almost like what uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield was in the wild area. Where, like, yeah, it didn't run great, but... Like it, it's like there was no bugs, there's no issues, just the the frame rate was bad. Um and I feel like that's probably the best we can ask for for this thing. So um uh but Gables, let's move on here. Gables, we are actually in the last month of the year of twenty twenty. Absolutely. Uh, and as as we do, uh usually the the weekend of like New Year's Eve, it's always the week after Christmas. Gables and I will sit down and we do our top ten games of the year list. Yes. Um, so Gables, you know, like I said, we're 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 a few weeks out from that, um, and we're running out of time here for playing games. We, we always like I said t- the top ten games that came out in 2022. Um, usually I do I'm doing pretty good come this time because normally all the games are out, <laughs> and then I like the, the, in December I'm just like there's like a couple games maybe I, I I couldn't get to in the like as they came out in the fall or something I'll I'll play them in December. Uh, but we're in this mm-hmm. weird time frame where there are several games coming out in December. Um, so I'm kind of curious, Gables, uh, what, what's on your list for like 
games um, that came out this year that you know you want to play and give a shot before we get we have to do that our top ten list. Honestly, the other games that are like remaining before is like I want to play some more God of War Ragnarok because I will be playing some more Ragnarok before now and like bitch. the game of the year contendership and stuff. But uh, other than that, though, it all depends upon if I feel like getting another like game or something this year. I mean, quintessentially, Scar- Pokemon Scarlet and Ragnarok was like it though. But I'm I'm not too sure. Maybe another game. You got Horizon. I'm not too sure which. What's that? You did buy? Then you buy Horizon? Yeah, I did buy Horizon, but it's the same deal as with God of War. I didn't beat the first game first. Yeah, that's right. So I forgot you like to buy games I love and not play them. That's right. <laughs> but at the same point, though, I'm going to I'm going to at least get close to finishing God of War Ragnarok before the end of the year. No, you better you, you need to finish it. I'm demanding <laughs> it. Don't laugh. I'm staring and... at you right now. I'm staring at you through my camera. I know. But anyways, don't, do you don't, feel don't, like... interrupt, don't interrupt my pregnant pause. <laughs> Your pregnant pause in the middle of everything. Yeah, pretty much. God damn the right cables. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move. All right. Uh, I'll, I'll try. I was. I want to see how long we can go without with the silence. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I've got. A, I've actually got quite a few cables. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, for the first time ever, like, there's definitely been years where like. Going into like my game of the year list, where like there are games I played the next year, like like near Automata, Bayonetta two, stuff like that, like where I didn't get to them that year, but I was but it wasn't because like I couldn't get to them, it's because I just I wasn't planning on playing them. And then it right. was like game of the year discussions, people talking about the game, um, that like oh okay, like or like I I uh, I played them because of that. Uh, it was because of that talk when people were making their game of the year list. That's the reason I went back and played. Uh, Bayonetta 2, even though I didn't really care for Bayonetta 1 back in the day. Uh, that's one reason why I just randomly checked out Nier Tomino, even though it looks like a game that's not for me. Um, you know, so... Um, but this year, like I said, there's a lot of games that have come out recently um, that I... Just, and there's still games coming out that I'm just like, I don't know how the fuck I'm going to be able to play these games. Uh, especially, you know, this time of year. December is the busiest month of the year for me. Uh, yep. Like I said... Uh, you know, I deliver packages for a living, so uh, and it's you know holiday season, so not a lot. We're working more hours and more days, so um, it's gonna be tough trying to find time for these games. But uh, right now, like on my list here, like of games, like I'm I'm gonna have to pick pick and choose which ones. But uh, like Callisto Protocol, I'm playing that right now. That's on the list. Um, Devil in Me, that's a Dark Picture Anthology game. I want to check that out, but. Uh, I heard it's a little bit longer. It's like six hours, not super long, but like the, usually the dark picture games are usually like four-ish hours. Right. Um, this one's a little bit longer, um, but it came out and I, I talked about this even at the time, like like a month or a couple months ago, probably uh, about Devil Devil and Me, where um, I was concerned because typically those games come out at the end of October, like mid to end of October, and it didn't come out until November 18th, which this is a horror game that's you know obviously like so usually you want to come out around Halloween, and that concerned me. Like, you're coming out three weeks after Halloween. Like, why is that? And reviews came out, people talking about it. Uh, it's not, like, broken or, like, not, like it's not awful, but there's just a lot of bugs and glitches in that game. Um, so, uh, like, just, see. like, a lot of weird, like, animation things where people are, like, twisting and, like, necks are turning. Like, just weird that's, like, not, not, like, game-breaking, but just, like, a lot of bugs where I'm just, like, I'm just going to wait. And, 
like the reviews coming out it's like i've never had like house of ashes was on my list last year but none of the dark pictures uh games have been like house of ashes was actually a very good game but like none of them have wowed me in the way like until dawn did um of those games so like the quarry was excellent i thought though but like these the dark picture games like they've been they've been pretty good you know they're like sevens and like i think i think like house of ashes is like an 8.5 type of game uh so it's like when, I, when i'm thinking about like what do i feel like i need to play for like this is like for me like what do i think could have a chance of becoming a top 10 game for me these are right the, like, i'm trying to prioritize those right now so like i said close protocol is like is like my top priority because it's out right now um I want to keep playing more Vampire Survivors. That's been I know it's been out for a long time, like PC, but it just came to Game Pass for Xbox uh, like, a, like a few weeks ago. Uh, so I've been trying to play more and more of that. I really like that game, though. Um, it's on Game Pass, like I said. Uh, the other two uh, on my list, um, High on Life and Crisis Core, both come out um, the 13th, so like a week and a half oh, yeah. away. So, um, yeah, like uh, High on Life, uh, that's coming to Game Pass as well. That's the... Uh, rick and morty guy that's his game so that's a game that's like definitely like i want to hear what people say about it because i feel like um i know like I've, it's i i guess people are like kind of getting like a little tired of the rick and morty stuff it sounds like so like uh i don't i've never been a huge rick and morty fan uh i did like i played a couple of those vr games they've been pretty funny um and what i've seen of high in life i've liked but i could see definitely over like maybe that comedy doesn't hold out if this is like I don't know, depending on how long this game is. Um, and then, obviously, Final Fantasy VII uh, Crisis Core. Um, that that coming out, the, re- the remake we got coming out. Uh, I feel like that's probably, like, second below Callisto. But I was, like, reading about how long Crisis Core is. And apparently, it's, like, 30, 40 hours. So, I'm like, fuck. Like, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to play that game. Get that game done before uh, the end of the year. So Yeah, story substantial inside of that game. Yeah. So, there so, is quite a bit of cutscenes. Yeah, I was hoping with it being a PSP game, it would maybe be like 15, 20 hours. Oh, no. Yeah. And then, yeah so, no, no. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I'm definitely excited for it, but uh, it's one of those things where I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get to that game. Um, before the, I mean, Eventually, I'll get to it, but yeah, like before before we do a game of the year list, but uh, I will do my damnedest. Um, but, Gables, uh, let's move on here so, to some more stuff here. We have um, quite a bit quite a bit more like like not a lot of like a lot of smaller things going on right now um so a couple things here we have um first up so the snitch is uh on twitter is tweeting again um ah. and he's been tweeting out stuff and pretty much all the things he tweeted um early in the week have all been announced this week so um he tweeted out about neon white uh it's coming to uh, it, you know, it's, it's been exclusive to PC and Switch for a while, um, all year. So it's been out in June. It is officially yes. coming to um, uh, Xbox and PlayStation consoles on December 13th. So yep. December 13th, busy day. Like I said, we already got Final Fantasy and High in Life coming too. So um, Summer Game Fest uh, is kicking off on June 8th. Um, that's you know, that's Jeff Keighley's new thing. Obviously, this will be his third year of doing it. But uh, this will be the first one where it's going to be like an in-person event. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious how it's like, I'm, I'm obviously excited that like we already got a date. That's good. Cause you don't have anything for E3 yet. Uh, but uh, you know, this is like, so this is gonna be in person. E3 is also doing an in-person thing this year. So I'm kind of curious, like how that, uh, how that's all going to line up, how it's going to time out as far as like, cause usually that's, that's the Thursday, June 8th is, um, usually the press conferences would be that like during that, like that Saturday through like Tuesday time, the following 
and then right. E3 would be like right after that. So I'm kind of curious, like, are we just gonna have like a week of like shit going on? Like, how is this gonna work? Like, yeah, because like this is the kickoff thing. So like, the, usually he has the, like that two hour show he does. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of curious how that's gonna that's gonna work out. Gibbs, are you excited for Summer Game Fest? Um, I honestly kind of have low expectations of as like part of what happened like during the last summer's games fest and stuff to where it's like we would we come in like expecting like okay maybe there's going to be a couple of interesting announcements and stuff but then it's like maybe things are like wedged in there and then all of a sudden it's like kind of anticlimactic so i think i have not like more or less excited but more or less okay okay we'll we'll see what happens with this one now (laughs) yeah yeah i mean like we my when he like the week before he's even like lowering expectations i remember doing in interviews and stuff so um which oddly which uh curiously enough uh he was uh jack was talking this week and he said he has not been he was talking about the game awards he doesn't say he hasn't been this excited uh for a show in a while what he's been doing so that's oh. good so i mean i feel like he does a pretty decent job of like trying to keep expectations in check so i feel like if he's talking it up I mean, obviously, he's got to talk it up because it's, you know, viewers, sponsorship, stuff like that. I get it. Oh, yeah. But uh, it, like I said, like with like Summer Game Fest and then the opening night live, he did a good like, – he, he talked kind of talked about how don't expect a lot of big stuff. He didn't come out and say that we're going to we're gonna have the goods this time. But, like, in fact, he's, like, being, like, this open about it. I feel like he's kind of, like, building up expectations. And, like, um, I'm still trying to keep him in check, but, like, I, I, my hopes are a little higher. But usually – like of the big of the three events he has a year, like Game Awards is the big one. So yes, um, it also helps because like, you know, Summer Game Fest is in June where everybody else is doing events, and then in August everybody just had big events two months ago. Uh, so it's mostly just like talking about shit that's coming the rest of the year. The Game Awards is like this is like a big event where they can talk about the first half of the next year. So, and then also any other new announcements too. So, um, but another thing I was talking about here though with uh. Monster uh that the snitch he uh he one of the tweets he put out was Monster Hunter Rise um uh, which has been the Switch exclusive for a long time and then it came to PC last June and then we got the the was it Sunbreak is that what's called the DLC? yeah yeah the uh, major expansion Sunbreak was yeah. this year so that came out in June of this year um well it's it's finally coming to uh, PlayStation and Xbox uh, in January January twentieth but it'll also be launching on Game Pass mm-hmm. so a pretty big deal there. Um, but they did say the, that the DLC will be coming in the spring sometime. It's like some break won't be day one. Makes sense. Uh, but funnily enough, there will be once again, no cross saves. So, <laughs> uh, I know a lot of people were pretty upset cause there was like, they were holding out hope that, uh, I think Capcom even kind of mentioned they were like, they were going to try to like have cross saves with switch to PC. And then like, I've heard, I've heard a lot of people say like, I'm not playing this game again for a third time. <laughs> it's like, uh, like a lot of people didn't want to play it again for a second time on the PC. So I, I, I imagine, um, but Hey, uh, they, it's, that thing sold really fucking well on the switch. Yes. I bet it absolutely. sold really well on the, uh, P on steam and shit. So I bet it's going to do really well. So they're, they're not only triple di- dipping with putting it out three different times, but also getting a little bit extra money for game pass. So I gave us uh, did you ever play Monster Rise? I played a little bit of Monster Hunter Rise. I mean, not really intently like some other people have, but uh, I've literally known friends and stuff that have that did have the Switch version at one time and stuff, but they invested into the Steam version of it. But I will say, for those that own the PS5 and Xbox Series S or X and stuff, Monster Hunter Rise is a fantastic game. However, it definitely is going to be one of those ones where you definitely need to do a little bit of more research to it 
the gameplay, the combat of it is a lot more approachable than like the mainline, like say Monster Hunter games. I said like Monster Hunter World, for example, that's a little bit more in depth in terms of like uh, strategy and all types of other stuff. But Monster Hunter Rise is a little bit more action oriented and stuff, and it's a little bit more palatable for some extent. But I would still recommend going through and seeing like tutorial videos in regards to Monster Hunter Rise as well. Because you want to go into this game knowing exactly what you want to do for this stuff. And it's going to be a little bit more like intricate in regards to how you start off, like say what weapon or what character build you want. But it's it definitely a great game if you are very much into like the uh, hardcore like RPG type of genre. Yeah, cool, cool. Um, but hey, it's cool because like, I think this is like, I mean, it's, it's a pretty big deal. Like the only other one on Xbox and PlayStation really has been Monster Hunter World, and that was. That was, for a long time, the best-selling Capcom game ever until uh, Resident Evil 2 Remake passed it. Um, True. So, and I think it's still its second best. Um, I can't remember if Resident Evil 7 passed it or not. Um, but next up here, so a lot of this, like, I think there was rumors that the Monster Hunter Rise stuff would be announced at Game Awards, and like I said, that some of the stuff leaked. Another thing, mm-hmm. so the other thing that the, the uh, snitch uh, tweeted out about, I uh, did a little, little fun tweet here um, for Final Fantasy 16. So, the producer for Final Fantasy 16 um, will actually be at, uh, will be do, like he'll be doing something at the Game Awards, um, right? But the snitch tweeted out this: "In the loneliness of the night, a light blinded in my eyes. 22 grains of sand and a crystal that protected me. Six nations divided, a common language. So people got out of that mm. crystal, Final Fantasy, because every every." Uh, um, Final Fantasy game has had a crystal in it, uh, twenty-two and six. Yeah. Um, and they've already said that Final Fantasy sixteen is coming out in summer of twenty twenty-three. So yep. six twenty-two, twenty twenty-three, um, is is kind of the rumor here. So June twenty-second would be the release date for Final Fantasy sixteen. So like I said, the producer of the game will be at the Game Awards doing something. I can't remember what he's doing. Um, so. Of, and then there's always been there's there, before that there was rumors that um, on December eighth or 9th that the pre-orders for this game would go up, um, mm. and pre-orders for games don't go up on like the consoles until the game has a date. So right, that would mean that the game would have a date at this. So now sounds like we got a date here, June twenty second. Um, a little sooner than I really thought. You know when they say summer, you know especially when it's like um, in Japan when they say summer, they literally mean the calendar of summer so all the way up till late september so i was thinking in my head september um but yeah i mean i don't know i mean i don't i don't know where you're at with with uh final Fantasy 16 but I, i'm actually kind of looking forward to it even though that those games aren't typically my jam i personally just need to see a little bit more of it i mean i'm, I'm intrigued in what the story does curtail with a lot of the summons it looks like that are taking the main type of uh the main stand in regards to the story stuff but i still need to receive some more gameplay of it to be really convinced of it but as far as this whole aspect of the snitch i mean i'm more inclined to believe him leaking this out because for one he's has a great track record and like uh spoiling in regards to games coming to game pass or games that are going to be announced fairly shortly and stuff but uh it would not surprise me if it came out inside of late june yeah i mean yeah like i said the snitch is uh he has never been wrong so, uh, when, and he, like he went, um, I was looking the other day cause I'm like when the, um, I think it was like last week or something. I'm like, is this, this tweeted in a while? And he's like only tweeted a few times in the last like 
few months. So he doesn't tweet super duper often, uh, but when he does tweet, I mean, he's right. So um, next up here, though, Tekken 8 will be at the Game Awards. So it was originally a rumor, but then they did confirm that Tekken 8 will be there. Um, I don't remember. Did we get, did we get a year for that even? Did it was it 2023 or did they even say? I don't believe they even say like the tease for when this game was going to be. Yeah. <laughs> like we say, the, uh, we got the we don't we got the trailer at uh, at the state of play back in June. We did get the the trailer at the state of play back in June, but then like I think we got a little bit of something. I think it was at Evo. I want to say. Oh no no, no, no. That was it was a tease. Was a tease. Yeah, it was a tease of Tekken Eight and stuff like that. Then that's when we got the first initial trailer of that PlayStation like uh, showcase stuff of that regards. But for Tekken 8 itself, we don't really have a concrete date yet. We've seen some little aspects of the gameplay stuff, but uh, if we are going to be seeing more of this game, I'm going to be thinking that we're probably going to be seeing some, possibly some uh, new characters being introduced, possibly instead of a, a gameplay sort of trailer. But I still feel like they're not going to go with an actual full-on release date, but instead like a kind of a sign up, you know, like, like a beta testing sort of thing for it. Maybe given like a little hint that it's maybe coming like a 2024 or anything else like that. Cause I do not believe Tekken eight is going to be releasing next year. I mean, no. no, it's, it still needs to be fine tuned obviously. And there's still going to be a lot of testing done in regards to the stability of the online. I mean, hell Capcom has done the same thing with street fighter six so far. And they, and they just most recently announced a second yeah. sort of like a closed beta sort of thing that's going to be happening fairly soon. So yeah. all the ones that were involved in that beta are automatically entered into the second beta. So they go ahead and do this stuff. But for Tekken 8 itself, if it's going to be shown at the Game Awards, it's most likely going to be introducing some new characters or new mechanics and possibly teasing like a, a beta testing date. That's yeah. what I would say. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I can see that. I mean, the only thing is, like, it sounds like Street Fighter Six might be there as well, so it's kind of weird that they're gonna have both those there. But uh, um, Ooh, not confirmed. Okay. But that's been some of the, the rumors and possibly a date. The only thing we know about huh? Street Fighter is they said early is like spring twenty 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 three. Yeah. Um, and um, Street Fighter's Capcom, right? I'm, 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 I'm yeah, Street Fighter's like, Capcom. I could. I was having a brain fart there. Uh, yeah. So the only thing is that we know Capcom did say though at the recent uh, quarterly um, conference that. Um, it won't be the first quarter next year. So it would probably be post basically April 1st or later. Um, so probably April or May for that. Um, I mean, and also, yeah, like I said, like um, probably a good thing if Tekken was 2024, because like I said, like Street Fighter 6, like, I mean, I know those games are different audiences, but I, you know, I know there's probably also a lot of the same audience too. So um <laughs> Yeah, I but mean, could maybe... you just imagine those two big, those two big games like releasing in the same oh year? <laughs> just imagine like if we had Tekken, Street Fighter, a new Mortal Kombat, and what is that? Project L is that the Riot Games, um, the pro their their big fighting game project? I think it's Project. I'm not L. sure. Um, but all those games could come out next year. Imagine that game of the, the Game Awards next year when all four of their games come out, and then they lose mm. the Sifu too. Oh God! <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I I don't think that's. I mean, who knows? Could be wrong. Uh, but yeah, I, I, Street Fighter Six next year, possibly like I said, possibly more combat stuff like that. But speaking of more combat here, um, 
Ed Boon, uh, who's you know the, like the head of NetherRealm and one of the founders of Mortal Kombat, uh, did tweet. Like, we mentioned a couple weeks ago, there's been some rumors that Mortal Kombat might show up at the Game Awards because in uh, 2019, no, yeah, 2019 Game Awards, uh, he showed up and announced Mortal Kombat uh, 11, and then that came out in like April of 2020, and um, there's and he tweeted a few weeks ago about. Someone tweeted about him about something, and he responded with, tweeted about some of Mortal Kombat to him, and he said, yeah, hopefully fix that soon, or something like that. I can't remember what the what the whole the story behind it was, but kind of led to like, oh, you know, obviously Game Awards coming up, maybe he's teasing something about Game Awards, and he did come out and tweet that, hey, no, uh, we'll announce something eventually, but like it will not be at the Game Awards, which, um, that sucks. You know, I'm excited for the next Mortal Kombat thing, but like, I do like when like, in this situation, uh, coming out and saying, like, no, it won't be there. Like, I understand, like, not, that people can't say that all the time because, like, if they said it won't be there every time, that would obviously, the people that didn't say it would obviously show that, like, okay, well, they're not saying it won't be there, so that means it will be there. Uh, but I feel like in this situation where Ed Boon tweeting about the game right before the Game Awards kind of started the storm, it's probably a good idea for him to kind of, right. like, I need to kind of calm this down because I'm going to have, like, you know, I'm getting a lot of people's expectations up, and need to kind of calm those down. So, I don't know. Give us like, I'm, I'm, I'd be pumped for the next one. What's your, what's your thoughts on this? Well, I can understand why he would want to try to disperse and like dispel like the speculation now, because there were a, a bunch of people that were incredibly hyped with the possibility of like another realm games and stuff like that unveiling a new Mortal Kombat because of what, like you were just saying, what they did back in 2019. Ed Boon did. In unveiling Mortal Kombat 11, but uh, they don't have to announce it here in order for it to be like a big like impact or something. I yeah. mean, this is still a game we're talking about that may very well be like in another year full of development in this regards. But uh, if we were going to be hearing an announcement of the next Mortal Kombat game, I think we're going to be hearing it like I would think like fairly early next year, maybe even right before the release of Street Fighter 6. I mean. It, the February, the late January, February type of range and stuff, you know, to where they will be hyped up. But yeah, it's the type of game and stuff where they will announce though, but it's still going to be quite a while before we even see any type of real decent gameplay footage of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's just crazy. It's been a few years though since we, we uh, you know, they've had, you know, they've had a pretty tight, like it was every other year. So it's kind of, it's, it's a little surprising that, you know, it's been, uh, what used to be three well, years since, since they announced it, but hey, you know, maybe don't get developed hard, COVID, all that, so all that shit. So, um, so let's see, how long has it been since the last major Mortal Kombat game? What four? April twenty twenty. So we'll there'll be three years here soon. I mean, like when, like uh, Mortal Kombat eleven actually did come out. Yeah, April twenty twenty. Oh. Or April okay, twenty twenty. April twenty nineteen. So it's been okay, twenty nineteen. So like about years in April. Yeah, it'll be four years in April. I guess we regards. did get that DLC in 2020 though, so that was like I mean it's a couple hours. I don't know, but I'm kind of like, whatever. I mean I can wait. I, I still would rather have Injustice 3, but that's just me. Uh, but next up here, um, Hideo Kojima's tweeting again, Gables. Um, okay. Uh, he tweeted out uh, a logo or some pictures here. Um, it looks like, you know, if, um, I don't know what the fuck this thing's supposed to be here. It looks like uh, it looks like a in the, so there's three pictures, they're kind of like designs. Uh, one's like a circle, like almost like a compass. Uh-huh. Like it says, "Pack, pack" in it. Um, 
the other one the middle one is like a uh like a gate or a bridge maybe i don't know and then last but not least here it looks like we have like an octopus fox looking thing here they look like squad logos potentially but also it could be i can almost see like these like there's a t-shirt that comes out and then some of these designs turn into the title you know what i mean um, yeah i could see that possibility i mean yeah if you move around a couple of different uh, artifacts in that regards you could potentially see like a logo like a title of the game but that one on the left the the, the compass looking thing you know looks like this has pack or pock i don't know um there's been you know obviously like we, we know the the overdose stuff is leaked out but we don't really know we, we don't think that's the microsoft thing um but uh because that looks like a, like he said he's working on two projects one being a smaller title one's like the you know a game changer one and we know he's doing something with the cloud with xbox um we've also been the rumors of death training 2 so i don't know maybe he's working on three games i don't fucking know um uh, but i'll say this Love Deo. I will always love him. Um, but he, this motherfucker better have the goods at, at the goddamn Game Awards. Because if he's just right. tweeting shit and then nothing happens at the Game Awards, uh, I'm pissed. Don't fuck with me. <laughs> I know I know he loves to fuck with people. This is a guy that made a fake game company to to do a, a hidden teaser for fucking Metal Gear Solid 5 uh, years ago. <laughs> uh, even though everybody figured out immediately that it's fucking Hideo Kojima. Um, with the was the Moby Dick Productions or something like that, Moby Dick Games with the whale. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know, but uh, you know, I'm 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 excited. You know, like if if this is at the Game Awards, like if like the next big Kojima game is at the Game Awards, like I mean, like that's there's not many bigger things you can probably have for like a, a game announcement. I don't think um, for for gamers, I don't think so. Um, I don't know. I mean, it was like. You're a big, you know, you've been a big Hideo game uh, fan. So, I mean, what, what's your what's your anticipation for the next Hideo game? Well, coming off the hinges of uh, experiencing Death Stranding for the first time, and then like going through some of his other announcement for this and stuff. I mean, my expectations of it are kind of low right at this moment, even though Hideo Kojima has been responsible for some of the best games that I have played personally, especially on the PS2 generation and bits on the PS3 and PSP and stuff. But uh, I'm really not expecting all too much at this moment. I really want to see if he will go through and blow people away with a potential reveal or announcement of like his next game. Mm. Yeah. Uh, what I don't want is to, for it to be so far out there and stuff that I'm not even going to want to try to play the game, you know, or something so mundane that I don't even want to attempt to finish the game after playing like maybe only a couple hours of it and then just never touching it again you know yeah we don't want him to go full kojima again he went full kojima we got death stranding uh yeah we need someone to like hey maybe go like 75 percent kojima you know maybe 80 we'll let you go 80 but not seven you know not 100 um i think that'd be the only way i'd be like disappointed really it's like if it, kojima announces death stranding 2 or like i don't know a strategy game or something i guess that kind of suck at that point yeah yeah like he, he made like some fucking I don't know delivery strategy game or something. Well, I guess he already <laughs> made one of those. Never mind, he made this running. Um, but uh, I don't know, fucking farm simulator game. If he makes a fucking Square Enix farming anime simulator, I'm be pissed. Um, 
All right. Also, 505 Games, uh, who publishes a bunch of games, but they all like the big thing they published like, of recent note is they were the publishers of uh, Control. One of the, yeah. Uh, one of the best games of 2019. Um, so they announced, they, they put out a little secret thing here for with Epic Games. Um, little teaser thing for with the little countdown and everything like that. There's a website. There was a video that came out uh. with, um, 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 was that Michael Madsen? Is his name? Yeah, Michael Madsen. He's been like pretty much every, um, oh, I forgot the guy, Quentin Tarantino movie ever made. Uh, so if you've ever seen a single one of those movies, uh, he's, he's in there. But he shows up at like an office and he, he uh, Jeff Keighley lost his wallet and he gives the wallet to the receptionist and they open up the wallet. There's a QR code. You scan the QR code. It takes you to this website uh, called visitrockacity.com. Uh, the, it's R-O-C-K-A-Y city.com i don't know i don't know how you say that exactly but um and then it's like you go to like the website and it has like a, a, you can see like there's some buildings um it's like on the on the bay um you see epic games on a boat like you can see epic games logo there's a 505 logo in there somewhere there's a countdown um so obviously counting down to the game awards um but yeah i don't know who, who, hmm. who fucking knows you know what it kind of reminds me of, though? That whole, like, Vista, that type of scene, that whole teasing thing on the 505 stuff. It really reminds me of, like, something set near Miami, you know? Oh, yeah, because with the, yeah, with the palm trees there. You know, the first thing I just came to mind is Miami Vice, even though how stupid and kind of, like, obscure that sounds like. That, that just the overall vibe I get. I get this sort of, like, uh, an action game started, like, like potential in that regards but uh, i'm really looking forward to seeing what they will reveal on december 8th but i think that'd be pretty hilarious if that ended up becoming like a, a miami vice type of game yeah. <laughs> yeah who knows because yeah 505 games is like it's weird it's like 505 i don't think they do they i don't think they develop games i think they're just a publisher and right Epic games is you know i mean i know they make fortnite but they're mainly a publisher now too except for fortnite yes. so i don't I don't understand. I don't. I just. I'm like, who's making this game? <laughs> like, I don't, that's the part I'm trying to figure out here. Good question. Um, I mean, I could be wrong. Maybe Five Five makes games and they also develop. Like, there is definitely a case of that. But I want mean, to look it up real fast. Kills. This bother me now. Um, five oh five games develop. So five days, like fifty six minutes yeah, so in it, an hour. Um. Yeah. The only thing they they yeah they. They publish games. So, like, yeah, they, they published, like, uh, Death Stranding for PC. They published that. Um, okay. They published Ghost Runner. So, I mean, they published games that have, like, that are critically acclaimed, but, like, couldn't, like I said, Control, stuff like that. But, um, that's yeah, weird. I just don't Who the fuck is making this thing? Um, mm. but I, I, will, I mean, well, this time next week, we'll, we'll know and we'll be talking about it. But, uh, okay, interesting. Hey, so, like, we have, we have some, you know, potentially some interesting stuff going on at the Game Awards this year. So, uh, yeah, a lot going on there. So I'm pretty excited. Yeah. You know, I mean, overall, you know, we're we are four days out, five days out from this thing. Um, I mean, I always look forward to the game game awards. I always enjoy them. My, my complaint every year with everything Jeff Keighley does is I like them. I understand. I know the faults that are there. Um, you know, with the commercial stuff like that. But also, like, you know, for us to get this, we need those things. So you got to take the bad with the good. Uh, my complaint always has been sometimes the pacing and the length of it. Like. We can trim a lot of stuff out, um, 
but like that, you know, these things are typically like three plus hours. So, um, I'm expecting that, but I, you know, overall I'm, I'm definitely excited for this. I'm excited to see the rewards, see who wins. Um, you know, this, you know, the, the internet when they blow up, regardless, people are going to be mad on the internet after the game, after the game of the year announcement. Yeah. It's, between... it's pretty much guaranteed that people are going to be pissed after yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly though, uh, best case scenario would be that neither God of War or Elden Ring win. <laughs> like that would be the best. Oh, case. That'd, that'd be, be the funniest fucking thing. Uh, if I, I hope Stray wins, honestly, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> If Stray just took took it. Um, I'll be I honest, I wouldn't mad. even be mad. No, it'd be the, honestly you'd be the best guy, like because like how can you argue with Stray? You know, I mean you could like, I understand argue, but uh, like, come on, it that's that's just objectively funny. Uh, I don't even talk shit about Stray. It's just, but it'd just be hilarious. So the game that to see people revolt against the Drito Pope and Mass. That yeah. would be funny just to see. Yeah. Oh man, people would be punting their cats out in the in the, the streets. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, I mean. I'm excited for it. I look forward to it all, every year. You know, I mean, give us. I mean, are you are you pretty excited for this one? Honestly, I'm excited to see what's going to happen at this awards show. Give or take, like the awards or not that are handed out and stuff. I have a low expectations going inside of here, but I'm wanting to be surprised. Yeah, yeah. So we will have to wait and see. Um, but Gables, let's move on to um, what we've been playing. You care if I go first, buddy? Go ahead. All right. So, um, I've played a couple games, uh, playing that Need for Speed Unbound. Um, it's, you know, it just came out Friday, but, uh, if you have Game Pass or have EA Play, they have the 10 hour trial that you can do for the game. Uh, and I played two hours or so, give or take, uh, and I'm kind of liking it. You know, I don't know if it's going to be a game like, I don't foresee myself buying this, you know, right away, you know, cause like I said, I just talked about all these games that I don't have time to play there coming out or already out right now uh but like if it comes like if i see it coming out on sale for a good price i'll definitely probably check it out but i love um i just really love the art style it kind of gives me very much the uh you know spider-man uh into the spider-verse it's like a more of an anime style uh which i really really like um it's just different you know because like especially like racing games are all built around like just looking as good as possible and we and there's just i thought that's a bad thing obviously these games look great like forza shit like that like grand shows these games look fantastic but it's like um, a game like this, like a more of an arcadey racer game, like I think this is a good way to stand out and be different. Um, you know, not to look fucking beautiful or stunning. Um, but uh, I, I love this kind of anime style. Uh, there's actually there's a there's kind of a story mode to this one too, where um, kind of story is like you play like you, you you create your own character and stuff like that, and it's like you and your like your your best friend Yaz, um, and you two are like kind of come up like you work for like you know you're like both orphans basically and this guy Rydell, like he is like he runs a, a car garage and he like he's like basically kind of like took you guys in like essentially raised you guys and you work at the garage uh and then shit goes down uh and then something happens with uh you and yaz and then basically it's like um you gotta go and kind of get respect back for this garage and stuff like that but it's not like a, a top it's not like a, a fantastic story but like i think it's a good enough story thread that like well i'm interested to keep checking it out keep playing this game uh, and the races are pretty fun. The only thing like, I kind of like, it is like, um, so it's an open world game, you know, obviously like you get chased by cops, stuff like that. But like, the only thing I don't like is like, uh, there's not really anything to do in the world necessarily. Like really just going out into the world and driving to the races. And then when you're done with the race, you got to escape the cops sometimes and then drive back to the garage. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of resets the day and then you go back out and start your races where it's like, just 
cut this part out and just let me just start the race you know like i just want to like all right cool go back to the like go to the garage buy your upgrades continue the story threads then go to the race like just cut all the, the i don't like there's it's not like a, a forza game or like a burnout paradise or anything like that where like there's like little collectible things you can do there's like there are like you know break all the gates or collect these things or whatever there's like the little side quote there's none of those it's just drive the race do the race go back to the garage and it's like just, just cut that part out like or like at least give me the option to fast travel i don't because i don't really want to like i don't know like i yeah. don't want to drive um i mean i do i do want to drive but i don't like i want to you guys know what i'm saying uh but i think the game is really good i i have I don't think it's like a game changer. If you're perfectly happy with Forza and stuff like that, it's great. You know, you're probably fine. But I say, like I said, if you have EA Play or you have Game Pass Ultimate, like you have no reason not to play this game. You get a free 10-hour trial. Uh, I at least want to keep keep. I'm going to keep checking out when I have time to play it. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm actually um, pleasantly surprised um, by by this game. Like I, I thought, like I was like I'll check it out, probably play it for you know maybe do a few races and, and bounce. But like. Uh, I was playing it Wednesday and like I sat there for like, like I said, like an hour and a half and I just kept playing. I'm like, oh my God, like I'm actually really liking this game. So uh, I'll probably go back eventually and pick it up when it's on sale or something. But yeah, uh, the other game I'm playing, uh, Callisto Protocol. Picked that okay. up. Uh, I've only, like I said, I didn't get a chance. So there was an, like I went to, I had paid off at GameStop and I went to go pick up a pre-order and they had an issue. So they weren't getting the game until oh. till Monday. So I'm like, well, fuck. Okay. Uh, and well, they said they might get it Saturday today. Um, they said maybe Monday. I'm like, okay. So uh, I got off work. I called them. They didn't have it. So I'm like, well, fuck. So I got home and I'm just like, the weekend is literally the only days I have to play games. It's like, I wanted like I all I just want to play Close Protocol today. So I I buy, unfortunately I, I bought it digitally. Um, so I got it digitally now. Uh, but uh, I've been playing it. I'm only like three hours in. I I beat the first few chapters. Um. And I'm 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 liking it. I'm not okay. blown away yet. Uh, if it's what's crazy is when I saw the reviews. I talked about last week where like when I saw the review embargo was the day of. Um, I told I was talking about like I'm officially concerned. Um, okay. You know, but it's crazy. Like if you were to ask probably anybody a few weeks ago that paid such of the games were like Marvel Midnight Suns and this game were coming out the same day, and if you would have thought that. Midnight Suns is like an 84 Metacritic, and I think Close Protocol is a 74. Like, no one would have thought that. You would have thought anything, they would have swapped. Like, you would have thought Close was right. an 80 something, and this was a 70 something. But, uh, yeah, like, it's not like, it's not like the, the modern day Dead Space. It feels like, in some ways, they almost, it almost feels like, in a way, a remake or like, just a, like if they made a 2008 game with today's graphics, not, I don't mean that like a totally bad way, but some of the stuff just feels like from that era still, um, you know, it's definitely more of a survival horror game or like, you know, Dead Space one was definitely a survival horror game. Then two was like the first Dead Space was like more like, um, like the original, like Resident Evil games. And then Dead Space two was more like Resident Evil four. And then Dead Space three was more like Resident Evil five. Um, but um, yeah, this one's definitely more of like OG Dead Space, and that's I mean to fall like so we've we've seen like the the life being on the back, you know, like the life bar being on the back. Uh, there are like the little compartments on the wall that, that have the health in them, 
or you stomp on the enemies to get like you know to get items out of them. Uh, there are like or like there's like the, you'll see like letters on the wall written in blood, just like you know, like that's basically it. like there's definitely a lot of callbacks to it. Um, but uh, I will say I really love you know like obviously I'm a big space nerd, uh, so I love pretty much most things being in space already intrigues me a little bit at least. You already have my attention. Uh, I love this idea of being like on Callisto, a, a moon of uh, Jupiter. Uh, there's a couple of, like really beautiful shots of like you can see Jupiter, um, you know, and like you, you know you're obviously you're orbiting Jupiter, but you can see right. like Jupiter like you're like you're just like it's right fucking there, and it's like I I am a sucker for shit like that. I love like shit like that. So seeing that was fucking cool. Uh, I love that stuff, but um, I think some of my complaints really have been like. And the main thing I've been seeing and reading about this game and like kind of reading a bunch of reviews and like, cause they've been, they've been all over the place. Like GameSpot, you get a five out of 10. IGN gave it a seven. I've seen some eights. I've seen some nines. Uh, I do want to point out for people like to complain about uh, your reviewers being a bot. Uh, GameSpot gave it a five out of 10. And if you go to the GameSpot.com right now, covered in, in close to protocol ads. So uh, always funny to see that stuff when they give it a bad review and like that just proves, Hey, they don't, they don't, they're not bought. Um, uh, but um, anyways, I think so. The the main thing is like how you feel about um the the dodging mechanics, like the 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 gameplay. Uh, it's kind of like you know I haven't seen a game like this like review like this since really Death Stranding. I remember like IGN gave it a six, and then like I think like other places were giving it like nine. It was like some people it was game of the year, and other people were like I hate this game. And like we, I've it's been very well documented on this podcast about me, my 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 experience with training. But anyway, I keep all over the place. Sorry. Uh, with that with with close protocol, where kind of the main idea is it's like it's almost like Punch Out, where so the enemies like attack you and they go like they like they swing with their arms or swing with whatever the limb. Right. And you hold the left stick kind of left or right to dodge. Okay. And that's how you, and then it's like all like, it's always, so it's like, it's like, um, like the fight night games, really. It's like a, like a boxing okay. game where you just got, it's like, it's all dodging and then a counterattacks. Um, and you have like a gun you can use and like, uh, you can use as well, but like the ammo is very scarce in this game. It's even more scarce than other, like other survival horror games. Um, but, it's it's a matter of like if you vibe with that and like I don't hate it, but I'm not like in love with it either. Um, where it can be quite frustrating at times because the difficulty can just randomly spike. I feel like at some like because the problem is with this game is this mechanic works fine, but the issue is is there's times where you're fighting two, three, four enemies, and imagine playing super punch out gables or fight night, but you're not just fighting one guy. You're boxing three or four guys and you got to dodge and move and then punch counter punch. And that's the, that's like the main issue I have is like, you can, I mean, obviously it's probably games. Like it's all about like a couple, you know, a couple bad things happen. You can get, you die, whatever. Um, but that's like, there was a couple points where I, I died 10, 12 times in the spot just cause Ooh. like two guys come up me all of a sudden, or like one, I'm, I'm facing one guy. Uh, there's no HUD or anything like that. There's no like, you know, some games will give you that little thing that like kind of tell you like, like the maybe a little glimmer on the side of the screen that shows like, hey, someone's coming to you on your left or right. So turn around, uh, stuff like that. And it's like you're, you know, you're playing this character that's a little slower. He's not, he's a bigger guy, so he's not, 
quicker and nimble and you don't have like you know like a resident evil or, or something like that where like you do you hit the back button a couple times like you do the double tap and you do the 180 spin you know you don't have that so if a guy hits you from behind you gotta do like the slow methodical turn and but also if there's a guy here in front of you like and there's no like dodge or anything like that like the only dodge you have is like the, like i said like the left or right there's no like rule there's no quick like side shuttle there's nothing like so that could be the frustration point where like the points where it turns into an action game is the frustration almost where it's like when you're fighting several enemies at once and it's like yeah you right. get past them um yeah but it's like i said like I, there are points where i'm just like i don't know like i i feel like i'm just getting through these bait on luck not like um skill here like there's definitely like that doom aspect like doom they always like uh i always talk about like um like they did a no clip interview and stuff like that and he was i can't remember who it was but he talked about like it's um chess it's, it's first person shooter chess basically or it's like all about how like you attack each situation like all right cool like there's this here i'm gonna do this boom then like you kind of kind of you you learn the pattern a little bit or like you learn you learn the strategy you get through the solution. Like, there's a little bit of that there to it, but I don't feel like it's not as fluid, obviously, as that as, the, uh, as that game. Obviously, a bunch of different games, but you, you understand what I'm saying. Um, yeah. But yeah, like that. That's that's the part I'm struggling with. Is like, is this combat? And it's like, I love the the world they built. I love, I love everything they've done is fucking perfect. This game is one of the most beautiful games I've ever seen. It is gorgeous. Uh, just everything, like the animation, the face, facial recognition, all that is top notch. Um, but the, the environment, the world they built, like I said, I'm a sucker for anything really in space. Uh, yeah, it's just getting past this. And also, like, I understand it's a survival game. You know, things are, it's all about, you know, you don't have a bunch of ammo, you don't have a bunch of health, stuff like that. But the mo- one of the more frustrating things also is, uh, you can only hold. Uh, I think you can get. You can uh, add to how many things you can hold eventually. Um, right. But you can only hold six things. Like I said, I'm on. I just beat the first three chapters. I literally got the start of chapter four. I stopped there. Um, but you can only hold six things at this point. Um, and you can upgrade. You have. You get money. You can. And you can use to upgrade your abilities. Like you have, so I. Oh, I forgot. It's all about really more about melee. You have a stun. Like you have a stun baton thing that you use. And that's what you hit. And really, it's more okay. about melee in this than like even like that's the first dead space where it's like instead of shooting and stuff like that and like destroying the limbs. This is more about you know like really melee like, attacks. Melee attacks, yeah. And you can um, you can upgrade your your baton uh, to do more damage, or you can like break limbs stuff like that. Um, then you also have you, you get a gun early on. There's multiple guns you can find throughout the game, and then also you have like your like your like anti gravity thing where you can grab enemies or grab objects and like shoot them. You can grab the grab the enemy and like shoot them into like uh, a wall with spikes or into like a gear that shreds them up or uh, you can grab something and then shoot it at them but it's limited you can only use like you only get a uh, like a few shots and then like it slowly regenerates over time but it only regenerates so much like i can only get like at one point i only get one bar you gotta buy upgrades to uh regenerate more or faster um but like i said you're going to hold six things at a time and that includes your ammo your uh the batteries you need to recharge your it's called grip which is the anti-gravity thing you use um your health and then also you think you find these conductor things that you use to um you you get these and use these to upgrade your abilities 
you like you buy these you get these things and you sell them at like these little little you'll find these little areas like the little things you can use i can't remember what it's called but uh reforge or something like that um right and that's where you go to upgrade your your stuff um but you can only carry six but like i said you have to carry ammo your health um the batteries to recharge your grip and then also conductors so it's like there's four things right different things you're right there not including if you have multiple guns that's multiple different types of ammo you gotta hold right so it turns into this like also like this thing where i'm like okay well like i i okay i well i like i need to upgrade my ammo but i also i need or i need to upgrade my shit but i don't have any ammo i'm gonna need ammo and i understand like there's always that like in like resident evil and dead space there's always that kind of like pull there of like you gotta balance it but i'm like this is a little too fucking strict all right or, like i can only hold i have starting off starting off the game i have four different things and i'm only gonna right. hold six and I'm, I'm gonna find several of these things throughout so i'm constantly dropping shit like at one point i had a ton of fucking health like things i can use to upgrade i had a ton of fucking ammo but i'm like I have no nothing to like. I have no money to upgrade any of my equipment. I want to. Fo- it's early game. I want to focus on getting that better. So like, I was like struggling through one port point because I was like, I was low on health and I was low on ammo, uh, because I was carrying all these fucking con- conductors to get back to an area. Because you go long stretches sometimes without seeing um, these areas, these upgrade areas, so you can sell them and get them out of your your um, your storage. So like that. That's it's just. Like I said I I know I know I know. That yeah, it's a survival horror game. You know, having stuff is you know, you only have so much. But I'm like, give me a little bit more. You know, like give me like at least eight right off the bat. Cause like, I have another gun I have, but I don't have any ammo for it because I can't fucking afford the space. I have six spots. <laughs> I can't have five things in six spots. It's I don't know. Uh, that that's just been like really frustrating. So I've been like doing a lot of balancing of that, which just even gives me more anxiety. Um, but like I said. I'm still, there's a lot to like here. Um, there's a lot of really good. There's just a lot of like small gripes that, and like the gameplay stuff is more small, isn't as small, but it's not like, I don't think it's bad. It's not bad by any stretch. It's just like, I think it's one of those things where it's like, you're either going to really like this or you're not going to like it at all. Um, mm. So like I said, but I've also a lot of people say like, what concerns me is I've heard a lot of people say is the first couple hours is the best part of this game. And I'm like, Oh fuck. Okay. So I'm kind of curious. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm like some few hours in now, like, well, let's see where we go from here. And then also the checkpoints. Also last thing, checkpoints are fucking terrible. Um, we're like all the, usually, you know, most games nowadays, you checkpoint, you die somewhere. Checkpoint. They take it right back to the beginning of that, like right where you died. This will checkpoint you back four or five minutes. Ooh. And it's not like, you know, like it, it's not like you have to go through whole waves of enemies again, but it's like, you have to go, like, you have to walk through this area again. You got to, like, slide through this corridor again. You have to go back to the thing and do all the upgrades again. You have to pick all the shit up you just already picked up once already again. Uh, you have to do this puzzle you've already done once again. Um, so that's really frustrating, especially when you can, like, be there's, like, elements that will insta-kill you. Uh, or, like I said, like, some of these enemies sometimes you just get, get swarmed and you die. And it's, like, it just kind of kills the flow of the game. Or it's, like, all right, I've died four times here, but it's fucking pissing me off that I've wasted 15 minutes just doing this thing again that I've already done multiple times where it's not like there's no challenge here. It's just now me just going around collecting things I've already done again or doing these upgrades again that I have to do again. And it's just it, like that's like I don't care what the reasoning for doing that is. It's not good enough. Like that's there's no good reason for this. 
and I've heard people like I, I guess he's done some interviews and he's like he's got reasons for it. I don't know what they are, uh, but I don't care. I don't I I don't foresee how this is, a good, what what the good reason is. And I don't want to hear it. It's fucking bad. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I don't think this is a game you're gonna run out by. If this is like, uh, I don't know. Like, it's tough because like I would say like if you are someone that wants a, you've been craving a Dead Space like game or survival horror game or like if you're someone that's in like Evil Within or uh, yeah, like the Resident Evil games, and you like you want that kind of want that thing to kind of fill that gap. It's like I would say buy it, but it's like fuck, dude. Like we're less than two months away from Dead Space. We're we're a few months away from Resident Evil Four. So it's like we are swimming in these type of games. So it's like it's it's hard to say. It was like this is like a, I, I I can't even like recommend like right now buy this game like right now like so I don't know like maybe wait for a sale. I don't know. I like I said it's no weird. It's not a bad game by any stretch of imagination, but it's not like it's not blowing me away like I'd hoped. Um, right. Gables. Um, Tell me what we've been playing, buddy. Okay, so I finished up Pokemon Scarlet like I Ooh. wanted to. I initially went through the last portions of uh, the last couple of gym leaders and stuff, so I cleared out all the gyms, all the bases, all like the Titan Pokemon stuff, and I was managed to go and I went through all of the Elite Four and the Champion in that regards, finished up the main story after cool. you get through and you become champion and do this and do that. Going to a little bit of spoiler the territories and stuff. I loved how everything else all tied itself up towards the last essential endpoint to this game. I mean, going into the story aspect towards like everything else wrapping up so far, I thought kind of similar to what you were saying and stuff. To where the base thought was like the bases for like Team Star was probably one of the more weaker elements of this game, but at the same time, the gym leader stuff. That was fine. That was passable in that regards. There were a couple of gym leaders I really liked, and there were some battles that were a little bit more challenging than I thought I was going to be. But the Titan Pokemon was a breath of fresh air. Loved battling a lot of the Titan Pokemon, especially when one of them is like based upon the actual Area Zero yeah. stuff going into that stuff. And then what I really did like is going to Area Zero itself, you know, to try to go and like uh, visit the corresponding professor and stuff like that try to get to that corresponding professor and this and that and then encountering the different forms and then realizing like and this is going to be a very big story like spoiler in this so if anybody listening or watching does not want to hear me say this you might as well go forth and like pause it or just leave now <laughs> yeah yeah i would say this is probably if this is like the last thing we're going to talk about so if like you don't want spoils like thank you guys for watching like follow subscribe yeah. Come back next week. But give us continue on. Okay. So initially leading to the end point to where it's like a lot of the major Pokemon here were actually caught from this time machine going into like uh, the initial thing that you have current time, right? So basically what ended up happening inside the story is the professor, depending upon what version you have and stuff like that, Lily died inside of an, like a lab experiment gone wrong and uh, created this AI to go forth and uh, continue on, you know, with the same likenesses and same characteristics and same type of things. Like you, the whole build up towards that endpoint and some of the story and stuff, you know, with Arvin and stuff and his parent, you know, either his mom or his dad, in this case, in scenario, his mom was kind of like a little bit kind of weird, you know, kind of this 
kind of like she was like kind of cold and like there was some different aspects or not even kind of like acknowledging of up until that main point and all of a sudden you get towards this main battle this whole crescendo stuff to where it's like you enter area zero mm-hmm. you go to these different bases and stuff to unlock a specific portion then you go forth and you you encounter all these different type of variations of these pokemon that are just really weird and just like uh like familiarized Pokemon, but at the same time, they're different. Like, for example, there's this one Pokemon that I encounter called, uh, like, Screaming Tail, where it is a Jigglypuff, right? It's yeah, Jigglypuff. Yeah. It's Jigglypuff that's psychic and fairy. And then all of a sudden, you'll face off against another type of Pokemon right here. It's called, like, oh my gosh. It is a electric ground type, and it's based upon Magnetong. I think it's like called Shocky something. Yeah. I forgot what it is. All the because um, all the Scarlet and Violet, the 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 Pokemon in those are completely different in that area. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. They're entirely different because they are completely like ancestors to like current Pokemon in regards to the whole meat like if like ethos and stuff like that. Like Screaming Tail is like the ancestor to Jigglypuff, and yeah. like. That whole like shocky type of Pokemon, that electric ground type, the precursor to like Magneton and all this other stuff. But then when you initially get to the final battle and stuff like that, and then you realize that Arvin's parent had died inside this experiment, and this AI is trying to keep you from shutting down this main like uh, time machine because a lot of these Pokemon that are being drawn out from the time machine are spreading across the the island like the whole region of Haldea and stuff and may potentially like ruin a lot of the ecosystems for the current Pokemon and may change whatever type of like uh whatever type of like thing that's going on right now for the worse. You have to go through that potential final battle, which I thought was pretty crazy. I thought it was pretty cool actually from what yeah. direction they went into that because you've seen el- it's like here's the thing. I've seen elements of this type of thing explored before in the Pokemon games, especially with Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, especially like the Aether Foundation and stuff like that with like uh, their leader and stuff and the whole false like evil team with Team Skull back around Gen 7 in that regards. But with this one, it was more, it's a little bit darker than what I thought it was going to be, but it's not completely dark. I mean, this was not like, say, a dark story. The only elements I thought was Pokemon. But for Pokemon, this is darker than it normally is because the whole thing's about okay someone dying like a parent dying or something in the middle of like uh, experiment that this is like a complete twist that you would not see in a pokemon game mind you but uh, that whole final battle was crazy because literally she is like he or she is taking pokemon from the distant past or the distant future and drawing them into the battle and stuff. So you get these weird amalgamations of these prehistoric Pokemon or these futuristic Pokemon that you were not seeing coming. So for for example and stuff, I got this, like she uh, sent out this one Pokemon called Fluttermane, which is a basically like a, a ancient version of, say, oh my gosh, like... Uh, Oh gosh, I know the Pokemon's name. It's it's just it's this kind of like a hard for me to retrieve here. It's not Miss Magius and stuff like that, but it's Mysterious. Okay, Mysterious. That Pokemon. It's a ghost Pokemon from Gen two and stuff, but it's called Fluttermane, the ancient form, because it has like different types of uh, different other types and stuff. But then there's this one Pokemon that looks 
very similar to the Pokemon Volcarona, which is from Generation 5, that whole, like, bug fire type of thing, but it's bug fighting. And it looks very weird. It looks like almost like a Mothra-type-esque type of thing where it's, like, it's on all fours and stuff with these large wings and stuff. And it's... And let's just say the amount of imagination... A lot of the, the imagination that went into creating these ancient Pokemon was pretty freaking cool. And I really much loved how this game tied up to that last epic boss battle. Everything else gone through and stuff. Everything else is all climactic. You shut down the time machine. Like, the AI goes either to the distant past the district, or the distant future and stuff. Never to be heard from again that you would believe bearing whatever type of DLC the Pokemon company and Nintendo tend to want to bring out afterwards and stuff. But that made me want to play this game more because that was obviously sort of like, that was a great end to this story, which I was not expecting. It was probably one of the best end games in regards to a Pokemon game I can remember yeah. because everything else tied itself up perfectly in regards to the multiple different storylines interweaving into like one last storyline that went into a crescendo where in other games, yes, we've seen this type of formula happen before and fall flat. And so the Pokemon games, I thought this was all right. And then the end point was fairly good. When it came to like the after game, after everything's all said and done, after you've done like the whole, after you've become like the, the champion and stuff, like a champion ranked and stuff and like defeat all the Titan Pokemon, clear out all the bases for team star like uh, shut down the time machine that's creating all these distortions and all this other stuff. The end game itself, the end game itself was like, uh, you know, it's kind of a little bit down. It was kind of like a little bit like a step down in that regards to where so far from what I had played through the, the post game, it's like, okay, let's reface the gym leaders and like uh, again and for like a gym check and stuff like the chairwoman like Gita or something like that tasks you to go into her stead in order to and like inspect the gyms yeah. to see how they're doing their jobs and stuff. And they battle you again with stronger teams than they did the last time, but they're like more or less in the mid to mid to late sixties, like some early seventies and stuff like that. It was a good challenge for some of those stuff. But uh, after that, you go through like an initial tournament, all the other stuff though. That was fine. You know, a lot of the battling stuff and a lot of this and that, and then eventual like terror raid, there came a point when I went to the after game and stuff to where I got done with the tournament stuff. I won everything else like that. I'm like, okay, I'm good for now with this game. I mean, they could have done something a little bit more in line to what they did with Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire with its after game, after game by introducing the Delta episode, which was something completely different in regards to those original games that they were based off of did. But it was so awesome because the end result you had a legendary Pokemon that uh, you could, you had to travel into space in order to battle another legendary Pokemon. Yeah. And this and that, but this is more, more like okay, let's just go back to these familiar characters. Let's battle again. Let's do this and do that. And then, if you choose to go forth and do like, you know, trade a bunch of different Pokemon or do the surprise trade aspect or do some terror raids and stuff. To where that's where I'm at right now. To where, the. Last portion of the storyline stuff has you involving like terror raid type of stuff or try to find some more lead or trying to get on the cusp of finding some legendary stuff. And at this moment in time, this is where I'm going to I'm going to put this game by the wayside right at this moment because I finished the main game. I've already done the bunch of the different tasks and stuff and bearing what other type of updates are going to be coming out for Pokemon Scarlet and what potential DLC may be coming out for this. 
it's a fine time for me to say, okay, I've put a 42 some odd hours inside this game. I've done my surprise trades. I've got some pretty decent, pretty powerful Pokemon through these surprise trades, mind you. But uh, I've caught over 200 and like 40 some odd Pokemon. I've almost, I am almost like toward like a little under the 150 mark <laughs> left for that. And I'll wait for spring or whatever when the other Pokemon home stuff opens up and do that. But other than that, I'm still looking for like uh, I'm still going through. I'm still going through and just try to figure out what I'm going to be playing next. And quite honestly, God of War Ragnarok is in line with what I'm going to be playing next. So I'm going to be focusing on that next. But other than that, man, that that pretty much wraps up Pokemon Scarlet in a nutshell. It's a great game that's marred by technical issues and glitches and stuff. This is a flawed gem, in my personal opinion. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Where it's like, yeah, you're going to be dealing with a lot of the bullshit upon the technical issues and the glitches, and that should not be there. I agree 100% and stuff, but if you bear with this game and you don't mind that type of bullshit and you want to play in a good, enjoyable RPG, that's like, I would say like an 8, possibly 8.5 out of 10 in some regards, go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, this is yeah. definitely going to be your good fix for a Pokemon game. But for everyone else that wants a little bit more, I mean, there are other games that are out there, especially for the Switch, that have a better quality in terms of what they're delivering and stuff. I mean, I e easily point towards Xenoblade Chronicle th Chronicles 3. That is a fantastic RPG in and of itself that I've wanted to delve more into this year, but it looks like I may not be able to because of everything else that's amalgamated towards the end of this year. But at the same time, though, that's pretty much it for this week. Yeah, very cool games. Yeah, like I was kind of bummed though. I was gonna the, they have the Charizard event going on right now. Uh, for yeah. The raid. I was like, oh fuck yeah, I'm gonna pick up. I'm gonna, I gotta get my boy. Uh, I looked up what you gotta do to get him. You gotta beat everything. You gotta do. You gotta do the all the post game content and then uh -huh. do a level six terror raid to get him. Or you or you can do what I did and just uh, do some surprise trades and get some Charmanders that way, which I have done that actually. And I did not know Charmander was in this game until I surprised Trade. Because <laughs> they're literally breeding these Charmanders and stuff and putting them online. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Are you fucking serious right now, Gables? I am dead serious. I had like about fucking three Charmanders that I've gotten through Surprise Trade last night. Give dude. me one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I want my boy. I know, I know, I know. I got multiple, so I have plenty. I could kick that fucking stupid ass Pikachu to the curb and be like, put my boy in there. Um, <laughs> the fuck. Um, all right. Well, anyways. Um, yeah, I agree with everything you're saying. Though, like, I, I still, I think that the uh, Area Zero stuff is probably the uh, coolest thing I, I've done in a Pokemon game since the first Pokemon game when you beat with the Elite Four. And then, actually, you know, I take that back. Probably the coolest thing you, you um, I've done in a Pokemon game since that time. I, I it's when uh, Gold and Silver when you walk up and there's fucking Ash, or not Ash, uh, Red. Uh, oh yeah, that's surprised. Yeah, it was like that's probably the the, the coolest moment, uh, maybe in all of gaming to me. Uh, but uh, yeah, that that's as far as in Pokemon stuff. That's probably the coolest stuff I've done since then. But um, yeah, and also that music in Area Zero, fucking slaps. Like I said last yeah. week, it's like. Nier Automata and Pokemon music got together, and they fucked, and this is what we got, and <laughs> I'm all here for it. 
Um, but yeah, I'm glad I'm glad you like that game, Jules. Uh, mm. But um, I think that's gonna wrap it up for us this week, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, like I said, if uh, top of the show, if you like liked all this, please like, follow, subscribe, tell your friends. Look in the show notes down below. We'll have descriptions down there, uh, links to everything. Um, like I said, go there and check us out. Five stars, share, tell your friends, family. Um, bring it up at the dinner table for Christmas, White Christmas, White Elephants, whatever the fuck they're called. Uh, Hanukkah celebrations, whatever it, Kwanzaa, whatever the fuck you guys do, whatever you're into. Um, maybe when you go out for New Year's Eve, uh, and then that girl wants to come go kiss you, uh, for 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 the midnight kiss, and you're like, whoa, 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 have you listened to the Drunk Dashers podcast? <laughs> uh, you should go with that. Um, and if she doesn't kiss you after that, and she doesn't listen to the podcast, I'm sorry, uh, but I appreciate you trying. Um, just give it a shot. Let me know how it works out for you. Um, but anyways. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'm so sorry, Tyler. I've been Colonel Gables. Till next time, listen to another fun-filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds podcast. Thank you, Gables. Yeah. Slap notes. Okay. Slap <laughs> notes. <laughs> <laughs> All that, you Bye, guys. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>